want to briefly look at a subject uh, still under vision. This is the last um, Sunday, uh, but you will get to know that the rest of the months ahead, we shall be talking about vision in a different dimension. Uh, we believe God to meet the year 2020 Amen. on a different note. Amen. Very, very different note. Amen. Hallelujah. The place of self-esteem in the pursuit of vision. The place of self-esteem or self-worth. How do you see yourself? In your own eyes, do you matter? Are you able to handle any vision that God delivers to you? Shouldn't it be someone else? Must it be you? On several occasions, God has given us dreams. And we examine ourselves, our background, and then we say, this is not for me. And we rather locate people to share the dream, dreams with and hand over our vision to them. Why? Media, media, we better meet me here. Anytime you hear people talking about progress, you look at yourself and you behave like, like the hypocritical Jews. We were in our eyes, our own eyes, as grasshoppers. So were we in their sight. A human being has become a grasshopper because of fear and stupidity. How do you see yourself? Why are you not confident when you come into the midst of people? Why is your head always bowed like the bull rush? And can't crawl and fat out and self. That is what we are examining this morning. But there is something the Lord told me to tell you. It's an advice and it's a warning. And uh, he said I should tell you to be careful with over-familiarity. Hello? Over what? The reason why your brother on your side cannot be a blessing to you is that you look down on the person. You are too familiar with the person. So if the person prays for it, it doesn't mean anything. 
I warned the Kumasi church about this at the instance of the Lord one time and they joked with it and they saw it. And it is your turn. It is what? And let me also tell you that very soon it shall not be let us go. It shall be we are going. You know I've said this thing here before and I'm repeating it. It shall not be let us go. It shall be we are going. If you desire, follow. If you will not follow, nobody will force you. But you see, backbiters are biting the back because they are always at the back. They are always behind. You know backbiters? They are always biting the back because they are behind. But all of them started at the same point. How come that he or she is behind? So when he cannot meet up, he must come up with all manner of stories. Shed every weight for speed. For what? For speed. For you to gain speed, you must shed weight. The weight is not just your body your body mass, it is your mind mass. Much more. The things that are choking your mind, all the things that you are thinking about which are not necessary. In the primary school, class four, our teacher gave us a radio. He said, eat what you can and can what you cannot. And none of us was able to tell the meaning of the radio, so we didn't go on break that, that, that day. Class four. Eat what you can and can what you cannot. What is the meaning of that? At that level, that man was very bad. But I came to realize later that he was teaching us some very deep things. There are things you cannot handle, can them, and keep them for the future. Because you are growing, but the challenge is not growing. Very soon you'll be able to handle that one cheaply. But you, have, you are carrying so much weight. The weight of your family, your forefathers, that they didn't do well. That is why they didn't leave any legacy for the family. What kind of people were these people? God forgive them their sins. Those guys are gone long ago. It's because my father and my mother, they were rich. If they were rich, I would have been better than, than now. And so that also is there on your mind. Who told you? Have you not seen children of uh, very wealthy people who don't make it in life? 
There are too many things that we have allowed to encumber us that we, we are not free. The channels are not open for our communication with the Holy Ghost to know where we are going. So we are always having weight upon our lives. So drop all the weights. Drop what? Uh, simple thing I'm catching go for. Oh, you What me, me need time. I don't have time for things I cannot handle now. I don't have time. It doesn't matter how you describe me. I don't have time for that. That you can't even smile. Ordinary smile is a problem. Because you have killed all the veins and the organs that, that, that provoke smile. All the enzymes, anything that makes people to smile. Those signs will be quiet. We are talking from the altar. Don't bring your signs here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell somebody, be light, be light. Okay, all these years that you've been thinking and and sobbing, have you been able to get a husband? Who will marry an old lady? Because the way you are doing now, wrinkles are already developing. How old are you? He said, I'm, 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 I'm 30. Ah, 30? And you're looking like my, my mother. <laughs> Would they marry you? So release yourself from agony. From where? Uh-huh. And, and, and be bright. You are very beautiful. Stop all these things that you are doing. Huh? And because of that, you won't eat. So your body is also telling an old person. Your body is about developing skills. Oh. Me, 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 me. Oh. I'm only advising you. And it's free, sir. Hallelujah. <laughs> I won't talk about the men. Because when I talk about it, they will lose appetite <laughs> for the day. Praise God. How many of you believe in the God you are serving? Now, do you think there's anything that you need that God cannot give to you? Will God be so wicked concerning your life? Now, if you understand that one, so why are you crying? That now you can't even hear when the Lord is speaking to you. You can't hear him. You are under so much tension and, and pressure that you can't hear his voice when he talks. You will hear. And all those things have affected your self-esteem. All the weights. You have turned yourself into an inferior person. So you are always down. Your head is never up. Your confidence level has dropped. How will you be bold enough to handle a vision if you have no confidence in life? Listen, where you were born and those who born you, 
there are not there are no factors at all for you achieving your goal and visions in life they are not connected i've seen very wealthy parents who don't support their children and i've seen those who are very poor but are very rich in love so they are always an encouragement to them we couldn't make it but we know you are going to make it anytime they open their mouth they are blessing the child they don't have the money but their heart is after their children so it's not it's not it's not how wealthy it is your personal disposition in life how big is the god that you are serving can this god not do anything for you he will do everything indeed he has done everything when you understand that kind of thing you you now begin to be confident that there is no stumbling block that will put you down or slow you down indeed every such thing becomes a pedestal to take you higher every obstacle when you stand on it you go higher and so the more the obstacles the higher you go and you keep on going forward and every obstacle that comes your way enrolls you into an institution of maturity as you overcome them you get matured you couldn't handle the thing the way people were handling them you have to go through the thing in a different way by the time you are done you are better amen i told about my friend who went to nigeria together and we had a challenge i've told you and he was crying an adult a graduate from ghana's premier university he was crying adult at that time he was married he was crying do you know why he had not seen tough things in life he hadn't i had gone through very tough ones that you see this food this food and human being says i won't allow you to eat the food you understand so you condition yourself that even when you see food you close your eyes very simple In that land where his parents were not there, they were absent. Anywhere he looked, strange people. And money, no cobble, the two of us, two naira. Two. In 1980, walked three kilometers to the station only to discover that we didn't have enough money to enter vehicle. Your eyes are seeing the promised land, but you can you enter. And then the man began to cry. And I looked at him and I laughed. I said, You are a fool. <laughs> Have you seen anybody who is crying and sees clearly? When you have tears on your eyes, can you see clearly? So before I uh, you will just walk into a, a road and a car will knock it out because you are not seeing anything. Your eyes are dulled by the tears. I said, it's a time to think. It is time to do what? To think. It is time to consider how do I overcome this? Those things started in my teens. 
from 10 years old. That's when I went to that school of devising methods to live and not die. So any challenge you are going through now, two, two forces, the enemy wants that one to destroy you. God says it is a school. I'm going to use this one to your advantage. So you don't need to sit down and be moaning yourself as if you are the only person going to challenges. So when God is speaking, you won't hear. Some of us, it is this fear of poverty. Fear of what? You have seen so much poverty that you don't want it to come across your way again. So you must avoid poverty by all means. So the man who came to say he wants to marry you, he came walking. And you, you looked at him, checked his dressing, the texture of the, the materials that he used. You look at it, I said, What? Means I'm going to. I will hear you. I will hear I will I I Because of things that you are going through, which you have allowed to settle in your, on your mind and is putting you under pressure, you can't see clearly. Hello? Apostle Paul says, in all these things, we are more than what? And he said, none of these things move me. None of them. That's why there are some guys here who are not married. They can't talk to a lady. Because they spoke to two of them and they said no. Ask this woman, let, let her tell you. I, I told her straight, I'm marrying you. Give me answer now. He said, prayer. I said, there's no prayer. What prayer are you praying? I've prayed already. Don't waste my time. And give me answer. She's here. Ask her. She will give you details. I will say, say you, want to, you want to go and pray. Don't I know how to pray? I prayed. I prayed. Somebody said no. Because of that one, your name is no. So you can't talk to any woman again. Because they will say no. You are living in poverty. It is the poverty of the mind. So there's no longer boldness. You have a vision to have a family, but you are scared. Because of what happened to you yesterday. So you can't talk to anybody. You are in captivity. You are in what? Captivity. Now, so there's a vision, but you are paralyzed yourself. Not from God. It's not from God. I've seen those who have physical challenges doing great work. I've seen many of them. So it is not anything, it is you, your mind. Your what? Your mind. The image 
of yourself, your self-image has been twisted by your mind. The things that you heard people talk concerning you, you, you just took those things. Just took them. When I was in form two in secondary school, a young lady came from one, and uh, she came from the bush. You know what I mean? From one village like that. Uh, she didn't know how to use cutlery, so the, the, I was assigned to teach her. And this girl wanted me to use my own food to teach her how to use fork and knife to eat rice. I know. So I pushed my food aside. Yes, now. And use her food. And so I had my own fork and knife with me. You see, you do this and mix it. You put this one here, drop it here, and then let it go. Don't let it touch your nose. You hear? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. If you make a mistake, that thing will drop. I will demonstrate again. <laughs> and I was very tiny. She went to the hostel. I said, Sir, 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 so my, my classmates heard it and they fought her. If I'm not saying fight, they beat her. The next morning she came to the dining room and I said, I'm not teaching you again. If you allow any, anything to pour on this table, you will use your uniform to clean it. <laughs> class two, class two boy, class two boy. But do you know something? In spite of everything that people were saying about this girl, because she actually looked villagish. Everything about her was like that. But she had strength in the inner person. And she had sense in the head. She was very intelligent. She ended up as a guest prefect. Wow. Yes! Wow. Went to read Russian linguistics. She, she was all-rounder and all-rounder. Science, everything. But yes, she wanted that. She had vision in life. She came from one village. And came with the village dress, every gap. Everything about her was village. The face village, the, the language village, everything village. My own was even better. But she never allowed those things to put her down. I know her name. I don't want to mention the name now. But I don't know where she is. If she's still alive, she should be a prominent person. I'm telling you. Why is your own challenge putting you down? Because you have allowed it. Can we go to Judges? And chapter 6. Now the, 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 the preamble is 1 to 10. Talking about Israel now under pressure. The Midianites had come against them. Every time Israel sowed, harvest time they will come pick their tent everywhere. They came in their numbers. The Bible said they came like locusts. So they were everywhere. And they will finish the harvest and then go away. Nobody could come out. And then verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak, the terebinth, at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abezerite. And his son Gideon was beating wheat in the winepress 
to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of fearless courage. That is the Amplified. You mighty man of valor. And now, this is an angel of God coming from the presence of God, telling you and describing you as a mighty man of valor, a fearless, mighty man of courage. And, and, and just look at the response that Gideon manifested. If the Lord is with us, why is all this befalling us? Which one is your own? Those things are befalling you before the angel came and brought you your picture as the Lord sees it. That was the picture God was seeing. He was seeing in that young man a courageous person, a man of battle, not just going to fight and dying, but a man who will fight battles and come home victorious. A man of valor. But Gideon never saw that kind of thing in him. His thinking and perception had been determined by the pressure from the Midianites. How could I describe myself as a courageous person? Why have I been hiding? If I was that courageous, I could go out. He said, this God, the things that we heard about him, if he is really with us, why are we suffering this way? He said, but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. True talk, God did so because of sin, disobedience. In your life as a believer, if you forsake the word of God and you don't walk the word, that will be your story. You will gather and the enemy will come and eat it up. Why? Because you have turned your back to God. The things that should support you and make you go forward, you have turned your back. In the practice of your business, you know what is right, but you won't do it. You want to use crooked means. Crookish. You are a crook. That's what you are doing. And you want divine backup? No. No. Israel was forsaken by God for that moment. He allowed the enemy to come over because they had turned their backs to God. So, Anytime we want convenience, we use our methods. When we have challenge, we cry to God. The reason why as a married person now you can't go out with your wife is that when you were courting that woman, you were, you were lying to her. You were lying with your visits and your calls. All of them would not lie. You were just deceiving the woman. And God saw your heart. Now, now you got married. And all those calls are no longer there. 
When you see the woman, you are even angry. If not because you are a wizard or a demon, will you behave that way? What happened to the style you were using before? Has the woman changed? No. You are the one that has been putting on a fake appearance. Fake what? That's why you are suffering now. In your marriage. Because your wife also is, what she smells is not sweet. The aroma that comes from you is, 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 is day one kind. The thing they foul, they foul, they foul. It's no longer sweet. Israel turned against God and God allowed the enemy to come in. You want that pressure. And now they were blaming God. Why should God allow them to go in this crisis? When we misbehave, when we turn away from his presence and things begin to happen to us, we tend to ask him questions. Instead of sitting down to examine ourselves, to know where we stand and why we are there. That exercise strengthens you to think better. He said, by now he has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, go in this your might. I, I, you see, this God is wonderful. Now, listen. Okay. The one that you are seeing. Go in this your might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. He said, have I not sent you? Have I not sent you? If God gives you a vision, it is not programmed to fail. So overlook, just look beyond your own inadequacies and see the God who has given you the vision. He said, have I not sent you? I am the one who has sent you. I will not send you and then you go and fail. That's why one fellow got up one day in Nigeria. He said God told him to become president. Chris Okotie. The Lord spoke to him. In fact, all, all the total thing that he got, the total votes he got from the whole country, even if they dash, you don't go take. And I was very furious. My point was very simple. Why are you lying against God? That God sent you to go. And then God now wants you to fail. No. Is, is it not me that has sent you? You know what he was trying to say? There is no failure in me. If I send you, you must succeed. So that alone is enough strength for you to get the courage to go forward. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? You know you cannot talk now. Are you a Christian? Is Christ in you? So where's the hope of glory? Christ in you. So why do you think that you cannot make it? Why should somebody be better? I I made a statement one day and I, I, I keep on making it. And I don't lie about it. When I was an unbeliever, I didn't fail exams. 
No. I didn't. So we're going to write one exam in 2005. It's a UK-based um, management outfit, a professional thing. And I told my bishop, I said that, you know, I can offer He looked at me. I said, I didn't feel as an unbeliever. Is it now that I will feel? I said, all the six papers, I'm clearing them neat. I won't need to receipt. All of them, they laughed. We went there. They brought the questions. I sat there. I was looking at the paper. Paper was looking at me. Hello, how are you? I said, I'm fine. And you? Where are you from? <laughs> from England. Eh. Okay. But if you arrange yourself better, better for me to organize, you know. Okay, that's it. So I'm, I'm answering this one. One, two, three, four, five points. So our accountant, he said, Pastor, For 30 minutes, I was sitting down having a chat with the questions. Then I put pen on paper, bam, like this. Uh, can I have more paper, please? Uh, more paper? More paper. I finished. That's how I cleared all the six. I'm not saying that I want to brag. The point is this. I cannot fail exams. If I couldn't fail exams as an unbeliever, why must I fail now when God is on my side? And you are afraid of your exams. So you won't sleep. No. It is that things that happen to you is not because you are not good. It's because you don't have understanding of the relationship between you and God. Year one, I stayed awake for a whole night because of philosophy, logic, logic, logic. God, they had changed. We went to a demonstration, we came back, and within two weeks, we were writing exams. Uh, the mind had been confused. So I, I sat there, the body part sat, I looked at the paper like this. The questions look at me. Suddenly, my head began to ache. And then I feel like sleeping. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? So I told, I told this. <laughs> I said, look, can you allow me to stand outside there? I need some fresh air. He said, you all right? I'm all right. Very all right. I need some fresh air. So I, I sat. I went. I just went out. He, of course, within eye shot, he was looking at me. So I was there. I put my hand in my pocket. I wasn't a believer, so I wouldn't say I was praying. I was there, I was walking up and down and breathing very fast to clear my head. I went back there and cleared it. I was not a believer. If God helped me that time, is it now that his name is on me that he will disappoint me? No. But what I did was an evil. Staying all night through, all night, and not just all night through, I was drinking coffee. If I had failed, it wasn't God. It would not have been God at all. It's me. That couldn't settle down and be confident enough that I'll make it. All of us were afraid. In fact, the casualties were great. I tell you. 
It's not something you should even hear. And they deliberately opened the university before the results came out. I'm telling you. I said, I'll not go there. That notice board at the, at the library area, you call it firing squad. You will see people will be looking at it, they will drop. <laughs> so I didn't go the first day. The second day, I was in the taxi. I got to the gate, and then one guy just flagged me down. He said, uh, For I said, Yes. He said, Don't worry, don't worry. I've checked your results. You've cleared everything. I said, Drop at 10, let's go to the airport. There was something they called Bubra. I went to the airport to sit down and then take some two jogs. That celebration. And then I went back. Now, you see, at that time, I did not know him. As a business person, when you are not born again, you thought you were making it. And now you are born again. And suddenly things are not going. And you're saying, is it not better if I stayed there on the other side? It's not better. It is that you have stopped the evil things you were doing. You were paying bribes and receiving bribes. And you were undoing people. You used money to take people's customers from them. And so you had more, now your conscience has been touched by the word of God. And you are no longer doing it. So you are going to start afresh. It doesn't mean you are going to fail. But that kind of thing is going to affect your perception of, of yourself. And you begin to say you are a failure. You are not. He said, like, have I not sent you? It's not me that is sending you. How can I send you and then you go and you will lose the battle? I don't do that. Whatever God sends you to do, we have said before that vision is from God. It's from where? God. And that vision will always succeed. He said, it's at an appointed time. And he didn't tell the time. But he said, even when it tarries, he said, wait for it, it will not tarry. It will surely speak. So it will speak. It's determined by the dimension of speaking you want to hear. My ministry has affected many more people outside our fold, church fold. Many of them. Many of them. There's a fellow who wants to come in from Joss. He was into business. For many, several years, we've been away, so I didn't know much about him. When he got my number, and then he called, I sent a message to one pastor. I said, I want, I want an update on that person. Let it be confidential. So, yesterday night, uh, or is it this night? Towards this morning around that three o'clock, I saw a message that came from that pastor and he gave me a profile on that man. And the man was into heavy business, making it big, and then the business suffered. And he's looking for a pastor he can trust. A pastor what? He can trust to share his issues with him and for the person to advise him. And he looked beyond Nigeria and remembered me. I left Jaws. In 2003. How many years now? How do you measure my success? Let nobody measure you 
and dampen your spirit. Don't. Don't. Don't, don't do that. You don't know the one who sent you has definite ways of making you a blessing. You don't know the number of people that your, your ministry or your life has affected. So stop seeing with your natural eyes and see with the eyes of the one that sent you. Is it not me who has sent you? A lot of blessings that we receive in terms of finance and everything, they come from Nigeria. A lot. Just focus on what you are doing. And trust that God is the one that gave you that vision. And that this God will not give you a vision and desert you. He is going to stand with you and make you succeed. So have a correct image about yourself. Your self-esteem should not die. Hello? I've told you I failed exams the whole of class one. I was last. Class two, second, first term, second term, I was last. This guy didn't know. So it was when I beat him that I remembered that I was also last. But his son was very annoying. He was last, and he was, he was, he was coming and jumping and da- laughing. And, de- and he came, he said, Daddy, I said, yes, I'm, I said I was last. I thought he was joking. He gave me his uh, book. I look at it. He said, what did you say? He said, I was last. I got angry. I held him. I carried him up like this. Who drop him? When I dropped him, I went to my room and then I remembered I was last. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't go to tell him I was sorry. I had to use for method B to make him cool down. So I held his hand. We walked out of the house and then we came back. And this faith, this girl called Faith, was the one who was pulling fuel <laughs> into that thing. Glory to God. (laughs) Now Gideon went on to now present his, uh, his CV. A very fantastic one. God is standing before you telling you eh? now imagine say, God, president of Ghana Afro now Osman now Buzan said now me one in me ah me yes you wouldn't hear you one in you hear you say who would you know they call what the president did one more card if you call a protocol video in him I'm from the office of the president. There are some people, even when they carry a president card, they'll be rejected. They're because when they appear, they are shaking. Where are you from? Is it me? Why are you here? They sent me now. They said, who sent you? Stand here. I said, oh, my God. You are holding authority that should give you power to talk. It's in your hand. 
a person that has proper self-image, that if you heighten his uh, ability to boast, you put his hand in his pocket. Uh, good morning. He said, who are you? I'm from the office of the president. The president wants you to do this, that, that, this, it. Thank you. And then you turn. Oh, hold on, hold on, please. Don't, don't, don't. don't. Sit down. You have a mouth tea. You have a chow tea heavy. Take tea. And then, don't worry. Um, uh, Mr. 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 Make sure you take him for lunch and bring him back here. Back to come and do what? They must give you PO now. As a prophet from the office of the president. So you won't go with injury, injurious whatever. <laughs> Report. Okay, I'm saying, hey, man, no depots or one fifty crowd. You have finished the man, so he doesn't want that kind of thing at all. He must pamper you at least for now. But you carry such a thing in your hand, and you cannot talk. Doors are closed, and then you sit down. In the Champo regime, there was one man in Kumasi, you complete a stack illiterate. And he said he wanted to see the commissioner, the regional commissioner. But nobody knew that the man knew how to reach Mosmo. When he got to the office, he saw no entry. He opened the door. Opening one who no entry or one wine. No entry, only one. And then you have troubles, hmm, boo, manana. Manifra. Me when you see me, who not yet? I can't reach, I can't see. I have eyes, my eyes cannot see. Okay, what do you want? I just wanted to see you. Hey, my two dear, I'm better than Oh, and one thing I buy, what's your chance? Your money is you. Drink water. What exactly do you want to see? You did this. They say you did this one here. They say you are the one that did this. Thing. I came to see the person who is doing all this work. That's all. And now I've seen you. I'm going. He didn't go empty-handed. Something landed in his pocket. That man became very popular in Kumasi that time because they said there is nobody or there was nobody then who could turn that man away from what he wanted to do? Nobody. Nobody. You are a graduate. Your certificate says you have um, first class. But you don't have first class mentality. They put you before people talk. Suddenly you become a stammerer. Um, you see... Um, 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 what is what? Uh -huh. um, uh, um, um, you see, it's not as if you don't know, but you are terrified. You are terrified. There are several pastors who cannot speak before crowds. One day, they look up or they look beside like this, and there are husbands. Who cannot talk to their wives eyeball to eyeball? 
eyeball to eyeball. Because they are, they are intimidated by the, by the stature of the woman. Intimidated. Let them make you president. In my house, you are a wife. There is nobody who will come there and say, yeah, I'm coming to attend to his excellency or her excellency. What S S what C. No, I'm the excellency in the house. Have I not sent you? That statement is very important to me. In my Bible, I've underlined that one. Have I not sent you? It is not a question. It is a statement of authority. That your vision is from me. Your assignment is from me. And my weight is behind it. My what? My weight, my personality. My persona is behind that one. There is no failure in me, so you cannot fail. No disappointment in me, so you will not be disappointed. There's no closed door before me, so no door will close before you. If you understand that statement, you'll be bold enough to go to anywhere. I told you how in 1999 some guys looked at me because I came, they didn't know me. They had not heard my name before. I came in from Kumasi for a meeting and then I was given a, a program to handle. And they, when they looked at me like that, where is this one coming from? I was not intimidated at all. I was not. I looked at the fellow, I looked at him like this, I just smiled. By the time I quoted one scripture, one verse of scripture and opened the scripture like this. And now push them into prayer. They pray for 25 minutes. Now stop. I dropped microphone. I went to sit down. And come and see them. Crack, 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 crack. After the meeting. Where have you been hiding? I've not been hiding. I've been working. You think you can, you can just push me around? No, no, no. They don't push me. No. Not as an unbeliever. And not as a Christian. You don't push me. Don't let people push you. Nobody's title should be strong enough to get you intimidated. Won't the person die one day? You know the job? You know to go to that room? In fact, some of them, they go and they mess up. They don't come to tell you. Now, human being, now what? Human being. Nipedria. Nipedria. When you leave, I'm small and ego, begin the, the stink. What is it that you allow a human being to intimidate you because he is what? <laughs> I don't give room for that. I don't call myself pastor when I go foul with the law. I don't. Say, don't you know I'm a pastor? That is an embarrassment to God. That you are a pastor and you misbehaved. And they are asking you and you say you are a pastor. Not even ashamed. I was on top speed from Tema. Motorway. And one. Top speed. I was going to church. At a circle. I saw the amber at the Johulu thing. The thing just, the red came just before I entered. One of the policemen there she went ahead. And waited. I got in. I sat in the car. <laughs> I said, hey, it don't happen. <laughs> when the man, I wrote, I wrote down the glass. You know what I said? I have behaved like a child. 
That's what I said. I said I want to My young girl, I said, Papa. That paralyzed the man. The police officer, he was looking at me. He now said, are you a pastor? I said, yes. I wasn't the one that said I was a pastor. He's... <laughs> yeah, he saw a pastor. And then he said, please pray for us. I said, well done. Praise the... Praying the... That one not my profession. <laughs> to pray. But I was wrong. At the same time, I will not be intimidated. I stated a fact. The fact is that I behaved like a child. If I was matured, I shouldn't go. I shouldn't have gone. I should have slowed down. But <laughs> don't allow anybody's person to intimidate you. Don't allow your challenges to put you down. Remember, your vision is from God. I said that I was looking at this our vision. The vision of the church is holding forth the light of dominion for a majestic Christ life. And we have explained that one over and over again. And we say there's a bright light in your clouds. So don't let the cloud intimidate you. The bright light inside there is almost choked by the cloud. But the cloud will win by the working of the Holy Ghost. So whatever there is has an expiry date. So nothing moves you. Don't let anything move you. The hardest of things may happen to you. I've seen so many challenges in life. Several of them. They don't move me. I announced one day I've gone beyond weeping. At funerals, I've gone beyond that one. The last one was my sister. I wept when I saw the body. But as somebody died, initial shock. Oh. And then, since we are still alive, he has finished his own. That's the message your pastor gave one day. He was still small. Small body talk adult things. That's finished. But those of us who are alive, who have much more to do. And so we must not be intimidated by these things. Presidents come, they go. But your own president doesn't come to go. He's always on the seat. Nobody can tell with his position. So your, your power that he has given to you by his authority... Nobody can contest it. Nobody. Nobody, not the president of the nation with all respect to him. Nobody can. Nobody. If we stay in this room, things are going wrong, and all of us come up with one mind, that we want to change that thing with our prayer and our proclamations in this room here, there will be a change. But because we don't know who we are, our confidence level is low. So we don't talk. But I've seen that trend before when we used to hold our hands and change things. That as a landlord, you are my landlord, so you are troubling me. Are you the owner of my life? I will make you a tenant. So that you will know how it is to treat tenants. Landlord. Landlord. I made one of them, it couldn't cross one line. He didn't know there was a line there. 
But anytime he came, he stood down well. He quit. There was a line. I drew one line. I said, that man should not cross. That man should not what? I placed the blood of Jesus there. I said, this man shouldn't cross to this place. No trouble. If I don't see him, I'll be in my room. Let him go back. That's how I treated him. And he, he, he softened and began to talk to me like a, like a human being. You don't do these things. We, we, we carry some weight. And we must know it. That weight is behind our vision. In your business, you have a weight behind your vision that will make it come to pass. So stop telling stories. This man went on to tell God his, his tribe was a list. His, his, his family was a list. In fact, he is a list in the family. In fact, the list, he was a list and of the list and, and the listest of the list. Is there any English like that? Praise the Lord. The same thing with Moses. It's number one, he said, they will, not, they will not accept me. I'm a fugitive. I'm a wanted man. God said, I'm the one sending you. He said, no, I'm wanted. Pharaoh, who will receive me? The people will even say, I've not met anybody. God showed him the sign, and now he said, I'm a stammer. Ah! He said, I cannot speak. Moses. Now, so he did that. God allowed him to bring in Aaron, and Aaron became his nightmare. Aaron became his nightmare. When Aaron came on board, Aaron came to enjoy. Moses saw fire before he moved. Aaron never saw the fire. In your vision, you have seen and known what God says you should be doing. Anybody you told is only hearing from you. Hmm? One time when there were challenges in the ministry, the Lord told me, said, the one who saw and the one who heard are not the same. The one who saw. I'm the one he gave the vision to. And I told people about the vision. I told them the name of the ministry, the name of the church. So you can't know it better than myself. He reminded me of that one. And he went on to teach me different between ministry and church. And he said, I need you alive. To pursue the ministry. I need you what? Alive. I won't let you remember me. I've, I've gone beyond that point where I need. I have to organize people. I can't do that one to any of you here. What you see. Don't let the one who did not see. Come to counsel you. On what you saw. Hello. Your vision. Your ministry. What God gave to you. Your business. You heard him. You saw signs from him. Nobody else did. You told them that God said this to me. Why should the person who didn't hear from God now come to tell you this also? Hmm? There was one, one, one Oyibo man in Nigeria, a sound believer and a missionary, a great man. Dr. Oyibo went and uh, told him, he went for counsel as a you know, senior person, he's just coming to ministry, he told him some things that God told him. He looked at him and said, God, God has not called you. Ah! <laughs> and if you know that man, if you know that man, the volcano just blasted. God called me. God has called me and you will see it. He carried his bag and left. Under one year, the man went to Kaduna. 
and he made a public testimony. He said, I was not trying him. That was what I saw. But he proved me wrong. And because we're a sincere believer, he had to admit that shortfall. Publicly. Publicly. What has God showed you? What has God showed you? What has he spoken to you about? Don't let anybody say it is not true. Let them sit down for you to tell them what God said. They have the grace and ability to direct you on some things. But no, if God didn't talk to you, that's a different matter. If you come to tell me that God is calling you, I will not say anything. Because God has a responsibility to tell me if he has called you. Sometimes I hear before they hear. But I wait for them to hear to confirm what they are saying. I don't tell them. Don't let anybody push you out of divine assignment with seniority. Seniority. You met us here. This is how we do it. In this ministry, there are people who have been here for long. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that God has spoken to you. On something you should do. And because as a pastor, I need you here. So I want to take the thing out of your mind. That's evil. That's evil. One fellow left me. I told him plainly. I said, I know. I've known that you'll be, you'll be going. I, I, I've known what you're talking about. I know it. But I felt that I needed you here for about a year or two. And that period will help you to groom the message that God has given to you. But he insisted, so I have to let him go. And he had to have those two years. He had to observe those two years, but now on his own. He's doing fine now. I will never stop you from going to do what God said you should be doing. I will never. But if I need you, I will tell you. I accept that God is talking to you, but I need you here. So take permission from God and be with me here. I was with the Trader Pope, but I was running my ministry within his ministry. Sometimes when my wife tells me some of the things I preach, I say, ah, but this one was not, uh, it wasn't part of what they were telling at that time. And there are many of them like that. The thing will just come like that because there's something he has put inside me that will find expression. I don't have any problem with that. But I will never work against his ministry. Never. Never. I carry the assignment there with all diligence. And everyone who has met me or met me over there will testify to that one. To the extent that when one of my friends saw a book that had light of dominion in it, he asked me, what is this one? I said, that's my ministry. He said, but you've not told us. I said, I don't need to tell you. I'm here on assignment. Paul Frank. From that day, the respect he had for me increased. And he was telling people. There's a way to handle matters. Your vision must not be killed. Nobody sits and gives your vision still birth. 
What do I do? I must understand my vision. And I must put myself aside and look at the one that gave the vision. And he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to be with you even unto the end of the age. That is God. So he is with you in your vision. It will not die. So be strong. Don't have this, uh, this grasshopper mentality that you are going to fail. You won't fail. I, I didn't go to school. I've seen many of them who never went to school. And I've succeeded in ministry. Many of them. Many of them. I have some sons and daughters who have, what they have is this primary school thing that they had. And they are doing well in ministry. And they are reading. Pastor Benizai was, he went to just um, secondary school and he had to stop. Hard work. Now he's writing, he's uh, pursuing a master's program. Busy working. Came to Kaduna for a full-time Bible school one year. Before he came back here and went to that Christian service university. Is that how they call it? You can make it at any point. But your vision has nothing to do with your education. Nothing. And your town. And your country. Abraham traveled through the vision. That's the thing you should note. Travel through the vision. Understand the vision. Go through it. Have proper understanding. The more you go into the vision, the stronger you become. The more courageous you become. The more courageous you become. But let me tell you something, gentlemen and ladies. Oh, okay, you see, ladies and gentlemen. Isaiah, Isaiah, you are breaking protocol. Ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. It is not every vision that will be pursued by you alone. Especially the calling to ministry. Some are called into what we call the ministry of helps. They must work under some people. I have the story of a young man. He was called I.K. Champo. Not the, the former head of state. He had grace to win souls. When in Kumasi Church, he knew, he knew not the not large of the meaning. I was with Pastor Maxwell. The guy knew the homes of everybody, the house of everyone. Everyone in the church, he knew everybody. And, and we were 200 and thereabout. He knew everybody's house. Every Sunday, IK would come with converts. Then somebody put something in his mind. And he thought he could start a church. I had left. He came to me. He said, Daddy, I, I want to start a ministry. I looked at him. I said, uh, Ike, stay on for a while. He didn't listen to me. He went. Church was not growing. For some months, it was uh, between five and ten. But in those days, he, could, he alone could bring in about 20 people in a month. Five and ten. 
And then the thing began to die. And he disappeared from the scene. I don't know what he's doing now. But I will never forget his issue. There was a man with a from the very beginning. He was doing well in evangelism. And then he was bragging that the people who were there were there because of him. That he brought them in. That's one thing I fear. Brother me. I have never one day said this church is mine. Never. And I will never say so. It's not my church. I was only privileged to be used of God to give birth to it. I don't call it my church. It's not mine. And it's not for anybody else. If you try to possess it, you will go before your time. So I don't stop people from breaking out or breaking through. Because they will break under. Am I a bad man? No. You know, I was in Kumasi. He told me, if I didn't stay there to bring the church back to, to form, there was nothing else I would do that would succeed. Oh, he told me. So I was there. And children were insulting me, and I was there. When I want to pray against them, he will hold my mouth. It was my wife who was suffering more. When you see me looking at you, think twice. Think what? Uh, I look before I talk. The day I will talk, you won't like it. Because so many things have been accumulated in my mouth like this. When I... Trouble. This man... Do, 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 do. He said, you go. Bishop said, okay, go ahead. He went to Joss, where the church originally was supposed to have started. So the people that were there, he gathered all of them and started work. And they began to leave one after the other. Why? He didn't carry the aroma that would keep people with him. Church. It's not in any grace that you carry. Church. Church is in your submission to the authority of God. Because grace can be disgraced by your thinking and attitude. Nehemiah took time to travel through the vision that he had to understand it properly and know where he would stand and where the others would stand. He went in the night and surveyed the wall and saw what the pattern to use. So when he brought the people in, everybody knew where he was going to be. He had helps. Nobody can run a church without helps. That's why I say, Pastor, those of you who are pastors here, you have to be very careful with the people that God has brought your way as helps. Very careful. Extremely careful. Now, 
You won't know. You will not know it until it will be too late for you. You won't know. But I lost it as a member of the congregation. Don't let that thing happen to you when you pass a church. Stand by truth. Stand by what? There are people who lie against people who are working. They lie against them. Some out of envy. Some out of indiscipline. When they are talking, be careful. Because every person here has a little portion to organize for the work to go on. Everybody. Jeremiah's people, everyone has a place. To, they were, this one, you and your group, you are working to this point. And then you start from here, and everybody, they were working till the wall was finished. So go through your vision. Is it a personal vision? Or is it a vision that's bringing people on board? If bringing people on board, then allow the people also to be part of the vision. But don't let them kill the vision. Hello? Eh? As of Isaiah. If somebody who has been singing with you for a long while now begins to do this chord deliberately, will you allow him to? Nah, it's deliberate now. If you make this chord today, tomorrow, this chord, the next this is not deliberate. I'm not talking about you. Why are you like this now? Why? I'm okay, now that I've settled down, I can do some things. Now when you are discording, is it correct English? When you are discording, I can quietly go to the back there, ask them to remove you. <laughs> now I won't talk. I will just uh, remove you. Hallelujah. But in most cases, people don't deliberately want to destroy your vision. Sometimes over zealousness. Over what? Over zealousness, familiarity. And there are some people who don't really understand what you are doing. But their heart is there. They are called the available ones. So you have to make them able. You make them what? Able. Your vision will speak. Amen. I said your vision will speak. Amen. It may appear to be tarrying, but it will speak. Amen. When it speaks, it will come in volumes. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are blessed. Amen. You are highly favored. Amen. This month is ending well for you. Amen. 